What's up, y'all? My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuned into Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe. Yes, it's a yes, tea vibe yes. today, y'all. We sipping yeah. on some hot toddies. That's our cold yes, yes. Exactly, exactly, yes. You know? Mine is, you know, a little lemon flavored. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is ginger flavored. So. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yes. How is everyone's week going? You know, we are just coming off of National Besties Day. If you didn't notice by our song on the on the tunes, we had to throw it back to Brandy and um, featuring oh, little Ray J in the video. With that. <laughs> that is a classic, man. Really I love what Janae, our friend Janae posted too about all of us. I felt like trash yesterday because <laughs> I was like, I ain't post nothing. I was. I forgot until y'all did all the posting, and then I still was trash. And I'm even more trash because I forgot to to call your dad. So shout out to. Papa Nigel for his oh. birthday. Happy belated. I am. You always so text sorry. him. He'll, he he responds to text so Good. He'll, good. he'll still be happy to see. <laughs> I saw your dad commented on my brother's post. I don't know if my dad saw that, but your dad said happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we got Father's Day coming up later this month too. Yes, yes. Definitely salute to all the dads. But um, also, I forgot to say this last week. Uh, happy Pride Month to all of our Pride stars, all our LGBTQIA yes. plus peeps out there, friends. Um, we love y'all and adore y'all. I still need to finish. Pose. Oh, dang. I was just about to ask you. Girl, I finished it in the tears. I think that also contributed to my headache. <laughs> oh, you finished it? Yeah, I finished it. I should have put... Oh, man. I, I had a doctor's appointment today and I was just out of it. But, oh, man. I should have pushed myself to watch it. I was going right. to watch it for a scene. Okay, maybe next week we can review it. I'm going to um, try to watch it Saturday. I don't think I have, I, I have a change. Of, I know I told you I was busy on Saturday, but I had a change of plans. So Saturday, <laughs> I might try to like sit there and binge watch it or maybe even before Saturday, maybe tomorrow I'll start it, start the uh, last season. But I need to read that. I saw, what's her name? Um, Demetria Lucas talking had, about. That's why I made me, I was like, let me do it. Cause I have to turn the volume down. She'd be blowing you with her little spoiler alerts on the, um, internet. Oh, she's like, oh I didn't even listen to the, see, mm-hmm. thank you. Cause I'm not going to yep. see the read. See, I haven't even listened to her episodes lately, but the read was talking about it. And I had to, I was like, la la la. And I just like started forward. Past it. I was like, I, I'm not going to be able to escape this for much longer. So I really need to watch it um, before it gets spoiled for me. I'm, I'm going to watch it this week. I'm going to make it a priority. <laughs> did you ever watch also this random, but did you ever watch Lucifer? The show Lucifer? Yo, why does this keep coming up? Okay. So yeah, I just had a conversation with my cousin about Lucifer because we was talking about, uh, we was talking about, I'll tell you more offline, but basically 
we were talking about names having meanings and stuff. And um, at some point, we was talking about Daystar. And I was like, Daystar, ain't that, uh, what's his name? <laughs> and we were talking about like demonic names or whatever. Right. And um, I was like, you know, my uncle, when I went to New York, I went to New York this past weekend, y'all. It was really good seeing family. Um, yeah, just really nice seeing family. Haven't seen my grandmother in a long time. So it was great seeing her. Um, and I got to see my uncle, my mom's brother, and we were in his newly renovated basement in Brooklyn. It was really nice. And he had on Lucifer on the TV and he started it from the beginning. So me and my little cousin, Hakeem, we basically sat there while the adults, quote unquote, <laughs> were talking in the back of the basement. And we just sat there and watched it. And I said I never was going to watch Lucifer. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> Girl, I wasn't going to watch it. I never was going to humanize Lucifer. Like... <laughs> No, I mean me per I know I sound probably like um Miss Con mom. Right yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> I was on 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 the Miss Connie too. Um <laughs> even when I heard Gemma say it was good too, but um, Oh, I, I like, thought this was like I thought it was you. I couldn't remember who I watched it with. And I, I thought it was, it was you. It, it was probably Gemma. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I feel like y'all talked about it. But yeah, while I was watching it, I saw what he called, what his full name was. Mm-hmm. And that it was Lucifer Morningstar. And I was like, oh, Lucifer Star the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to chase you out of here. And I always loved that song on um the Black Album. Yeah, on the <laughs> album. Yeah. So on um what is it? The Black Album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I Googled it, you know, I'm a Googler. So I was like, hold up, start the morning. So then I saw that that was like another way to call Lucifer who he, who he is or whatever. Um, that was like, I don't know what language it is, but it's a translation from another language, um, you know, but uh, that was interesting. So yes, morning star. Interesting. So what? Well, what about uh, Lucifer? I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent. Oh, if you don't watch it, it wouldn't be like. It wouldn't be a thing. I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna front. The first episode, kind of. Some parts was corny, but then some of it, I was like, okay, you know, they always grab you with a first episode. Usually, if it's a good show, because. You want to know what happens next. And I know it's been on for like, what, how many seasons? Like four? Five. Four or five, yeah. Four or five. Five, yeah. I, need yeah. To to, I mean, listen to me. I need I to. I don't need to. I need to go for it. Okay, because I think I felt like that at first. And I think Brittany got me onto it. And mm-hmm. she's like, it's like a different twist. Like, you know, and then as she explained it, I was like, oh, okay, let me see. And then I got hooked. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm kind of like, like, why are y'all trying to humanize him? Like, but, but like, they try to humanize everything nowadays. Like, and I can say the same thing with like, even down to them Disney movies, like, you know, Maleficent, Cruella, all of those people. It's like, you yeah. start to get the backstories, and then you're like, oh, I get it. And I right. think also what helped me a little bit with, and I'm not necessarily. I don't want to necessarily humanize the devil, but mm-hmm. when you think about the story of the devil, like of his story, it's so I can get it. It seems a little bit more palatable, like mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. than I guess like the way that it was, like the way people initially 
think of the devil. Right. When <laughs> they don't know that he's a fallen angel. And right. I, what I also learned that day, not from the show, but when I was Googling, I didn't know that there were other fallen angels. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting to me too. And he was just like the leader that kind of convinced all of them to roll out. So that was something I was like, all right, in the daytime, I'm going <laughs> to Google more of this yeah, I feel you because your mind be ticking at night, dog. I don't know why, but like even space videos, like when they get too far <laughs> deep out into space, like I be having nightmares. It's like, <laughs> so that I know will give me random nightmares. But um, it's funny, it's sad because my um, cousin's boyfriend uh asked me over the weekend like what tv shows i watch and dennis has had me watching so much damn basketball i i could barely give him a response but let me tell y'all the shy mm-hmm. i can tell him i've been watching the shy the shy i'm i gotta get you the password the credential oh, i got it i got it you got it. you gave it to me already okay you straight then mm-hmm. i saw i'm caught up Oh, you got up on the show. You know, okay. you know, I'm so, a binger. I'll be in R and R early. I know. I know. Okay, <laughs> he's totally off. Totally <laughs> off. Okay, Let so me, we're gonna take a, put a pin in in that. Yes, and I'm gonna do this motivational moment real quick. Yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this week's motivational moment, Happy Pride Month, like we said, is perfect love cannot be without equality, and it's just a good old school proverb. And what we also want to just tell y'all is remember the golden rule, love thy neighbor as thyself. We should always strive to have agape love. Agape love is love without condition. So make sure you're showing every one of your neighbors a little love and tenderness. I love it. Agape love. (laughs) That is the love for those who don't um, know that part of the Bible. That is the love that Jesus said he had for Peter. He asked Peter, like what type of love you have for me. And I I can't remember what one of them was, but like the other one was like philos love Mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like one, one type of love is like love. Like I think it's romantic philos or something like that was brotherly, like family, like, you know, I love you like that. And then the second, the third love, was agape love. And that is like love beyond borders, beyond titles, everything like that. And so I really love how you tied that in because that is the love that, you know, not to get all super preachy, but that is the love that I believe Jesus has for all of us, no matter what we are, no matter what we do. Um, He wants us to go on the right path, but he, he also doesn't um, not love us. And, and that's the love that we also say God has for us. So yes, child. <laughs> and also, drum roll, please. All right. This week, you know, as we told y'all last week, we are giving y'all an opportunity to win um, the disco ball cup. We're giving you another opportunity this week to win a disco ball cup. And this week's Secret word is cognac. Boom, 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 boom. Very easy, y'all. So make sure that you DM us on Instagram or Facebook if you want to win your cup. All right, indeed. Let's now we're about to get into this R and R slash what we watching. It's balance. 
Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. Go ahead. Give me all your, right, your so, All right. <laughs> so just to continue to write off the bat, the conversation we was having about the shy. Girl, what are you thinking about like... Y'all, spoiler alert, we're going to do y'all just like Demetria Lucas and them. All right, spoiler <laughs> alert, we're going to talk about the shot, and there's three episodes in, and a lot has happened. Um, <laughs> and three episodes into the fourth season, so ciao, boo. <laughs> First of all, it's going to break my heart if Emmett's mom dies. I know, I the breast cancer. Yeah, I know, I know. I and feel like it might happen, though. I can see that happening too. She doesn't have a really strong role um, mm-hmm. in, in the show, strong enough to be like, oh, I really want to know more about her story, her character, you know, what's going on yeah, with her. Like any of those parents could die. Mm-hmm. You're right. So I, I can see that it just makes sense with that. Um, and hopefully that will help Emmett grow up a little bit because he's still very immature. Um, I was a little disappointed in that scene though, because well, not in that scene. Well, I guess, not disappointed. Let me explain what I mean. So when she was laying down with her little masseuse side piece slash boy toy, I guess mm-hmm. not really side piece, but boy toy. Um, mm-hmm. And he was checking her breast and he was asking her what it was. And she was like, oh, she knew what it was. She made it seem like she had got it checked out before. Like she gets it checked every year. So she knows like what's going on. So I'm just like, dang, how I progress like that fast if you you've been on top of it i don't know you know what i didn't find that too strange like when he felt the breast and stuff like you know i think we all knew like oh yeah it's about to be cancer Mm because life was becoming too perfect um and even after she said like i check it out every year and it's nothing like i was like damn you know but okay i like loki i somewhat agree with what you said because it's kind of like um, aggressive they're saying mm-hmm. like you said um, but I have seen that so many times in real life mm-hmm. where somebody will be like and I hate that shit because I feel like it's like Slim Chance crew mm-hmm. like you told me this was fine mm-hmm. for how many years mm-hmm. and now suddenly it's it's cancer mm-hmm. you know and I think that is a real thing that happens sometimes um with things that they, oh, it's malignant, it's not anything, or, oh, we just thought it was a fibroid, oh, and then it's fucking cancer. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, for them to say that it's moving aggressively and like they need her to start chemo that week, I was like, ah, damn, like, right. They gonna kill her. They're literally gonna kill her off the show. Right. <laughs> moving okay, the storyline okay. along that fast. But, um, speaking of moving the storyline along, uh, what's his name? Emmett and Tiffany. I wasn't expecting him to tell Tiffany until like later in the season. I didn't think he was going to tell her in the second episode that he had sex with Lala's character. I forget her name. Dom. Uh-huh. Oh, Dom. Yeah. I fucked Dom. <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt like that was so stupid because I was like, why didn't you say, I mean, it's still bad, but it's like, you said it like you you fucked her yesterday. <laughs> you, you, you had sex with her. It's still bad, but you had sex with her the day before y'all got married. Right. You know, right. so I, I really was like, come on. And, you know, I don't know if he would have 
I don't know if he would have been able to get that through her head in that moment because she just knew what she wanted after that. She was like, let me go ahead and see Tia Mari's husband. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's all I was thinking with him. I was like, okay, Tia husband. <laughs> I know. Picking her up and stuff. I was like, well, all right. <laughs> so they be having fun. Okay. I see what, how Kyra was here. <laughs> right. <laughs> got, uh, what's yeah. the other one? Creed? Is it yeah, Cree yeah, yeah, yeah. Cree, Cree and, Cree, and Cree, yeah. yeah. Well, do you think um, they're really going to have this open marriage? Because now, it, you know, they're I, talking about that. And he seems pissy about it. Um, I see in the next episode that's coming out, he is going to, like, have some girl over at the house. And then she's going to get a little upset with him about it. And then she's going to go see him, the... Um, we the other guy, man. Mm-hmm. yeah. Again, but it just seems real messy. Like it's gonna go left soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I was hoping that it would actually kind of work. It reminded me of another couple that I um I know that did that. She was like, she was tired of her wife um cheating on her all the time, so she was just like, let's just do an open marriage. And it was weird because they, the girl that she was, her, her wife was cheating on her with, they both started having like relations with her but separately so it would be that sounds messy though like y'all, y'all couldn't just get your own pieces like y'all had to use the same girl girl i was just like oh okay. well it worked for them i guess right it worked well to my knowledge they're still together so yes it worked for them <laughs> interesting interesting um Dom and the and um, Emmett's father yeah. seem like they're doing well. well uh, that'll be interesting to see how that progresses. I don't even think that's gonna last long either. Really? No. Nah. Who do you think Dom? I see Dom leaving him. Mm-hmm. I see her wanting more than what he can give her. Trueness, trueness. He's really immature for mm-hmm. a grown man. He's really, really immature. I can see that. Yeah. Um, and who? Oh, Kevin. So it looks like that's about to be a little love triangle with Kevin, Jake, and Gemma. Gemma. Um, I see that starting to unfold. So that'll be interesting. I really love going back to Emmett again. I really love the the chemistry between him and what's the sister's name? Oh yeah, I know. I don't know her name either. But the dark skinned girl that's pregnant. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember her name either. But I do love them, their friendship, even though yeah, it started yeah. off with them fucking. Yeah, Dennis was like, Do you think they're gonna do anything? I was like, you know what I think it is for Emmett with her? I think that for him, he kind of has a little bit because I feel like he said this on one of the last episodes of the last season, but like I if things would have worked out better between me like if I would have been a little more serious with the sister um I cannot remember her name right now but um Kevin's sister maybe she wouldn't have gotten oh, Keisha up. is it Keisha? Keisha yeah yeah if things if I would have taken Keisha more seriously maybe things wouldn't have went left and she wouldn't have gotten abducted and raped I think that's all it is for him and I think I think at the end of the day he wants to be with Tiffany I think yeah Tiffany's I think he loves yeah, like I think he's yeah, sure he has like a little thing for Keisha, but it's not he's I think he's gonna be respectful and I don't think Keisha's gonna cheat with him. I think she's over that. She got her own crazy mental stuff going on and the baby mm-hmm. from her abductor. 
if y'all didn't see the last season, she basically was abducted and kept in a house for like majority of the season and raped constantly. So she, you know, once she finally gets home, when they find her and stuff, she's pregnant and, um, you know, or she finds out that she's pregnant. And so she decides to keep it. And so now it's like, she's looking into getting the baby adopted. So do you think she's going to let the baby be adopted? Nope. I don't think she's going to go through with it. She's too connected to that baby. Mm-hmm. I can see the connections. Like she's really struggling with the fact that she wants more for her life. She wanted to. She wanted things to go differently, but she still is starting to fall in love with the baby, which is naturally, you know, mm-hmm. natural that you you have those feelings while you're, um, you know, roasting that's the baby. A hell of a, a way to get pregnant, and yeah, and I can t- I can understand that. I feel like there's plenty of stories out there like that where there's rape victims who get pregnant and against all odds or against everybody's perception and point of view, they keep the baby mm-hmm. because it's a bond, I guess, that you grow with the child and it's not the child's fault right. that this is how they came to be. Right. So, whew. Heavy, heavy, heavy. And um, lastly, I see uh, Jason Weaver's on the show now. <laughs> I know. And, I'm uh, happy that he's getting his coin. <laughs> happy he's getting his coin. I think he's going to, when he first met, uh, I was going to call that nigga Ro James, Luke James. Mm-hmm. And I can't, what's his name? His name is Trig, Trigger or something like that. And Imani is his girlfriend who's the trans girl. Imani and Trigger, like when when Trigger got um, that that boy, Jason Weaver's character in there, I think his name is Rashad on the show. When he brought him into that house, I knew and he rolled up on Imani. First of all, I thought he might have known that Imani was. I thought he knew too at first. Because the way he looked at her and he was like, oh. Like something was off. Yeah, and I thought he was into it, like like he might be into that, and he was like, or he, or maybe he was intrigued, like, oh, this some freaky shit. I'm trying to be, you know, who knows? I thought that's what his point of view was. So I was just really um, thrown off when Rashad was acting like he didn't know that, um, or not acting like he seemed like he really didn't know. Like he kind of looked like he was thinking, like, damn, somebody like blew his mind that Amani was not. Uh, was a trans woman. So anyway, that's going to be interesting because I already felt rapey vibes. I'm not going to lie. From Rashad. I did too. At first I thought that too was a rape. I was like, is he going to try to rape her and feel, realize and then try to kill her? Kill her. And right. then I thought, I don't know. I just, it, I'm so confused. But now I, I do feel like harm is going to try Harm is going to come to her regardless, especially with her now wanting to help one of the sex workers uh, yes. to do. So either way, harm is going to come to her. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And lastly, Duda, um, a.k.a. the mayor. I, don't, I forgot his like mayor name, but yeah. yeah. I knew his ass was going to have a threesome with um, Candy from the very when Candy came and she was like, Do you want to have sex with my man on that um last episode? I was like, Oh, they're gonna have a threesome. And then when she came in and watched, I was like, Oh, she gonna watch and they're gonna keep going because mm-hmm. Candy freaky like that. Yeah, and you like, know and what? And acting. Yeah, and what's her name? I forgot the girl name, but yeah. Um Tracy. Tracy. Tracy's her yeah. You see how what's his name was like, yo. So I was watch I watched this thing that does like the recaps. 
um, this guy named Mark Dart on YouTube that does these recaps for The Shy and a few other different TV shows that we watch. And he's really funny. He's always, anytime someone has sex, he's like, oh, so he was clapping cheeks. (laughs) He was talking about how the one nigga that's obsessed with the Olympics coming to Chicago, which is like, bruh. Gemma's dad. Huh? That is Gemma's dad. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's Gemma's dad. Um, Gemma's dad, who's obsessed with the Olympics coming, you know, he was like, yo, to Duda, he was like, yo, um, you know, you need to watch her. And he thought she was, he was talking about Rose, which is Candy's character. And then he was like, nah, Tracy. Um, and I was like, okay, like, I'm thinking he's just saying like, you know, that's going to blow up in your face. Just when the two women, um, and then, of course, what's his name? <laughs> In the words of Mark Dart, dude is just worried about clapping cheeks, so he don't care. <laughs> and dude is acting very, very invincible, which is why I'm not surprised he's going to get clapped up um, with a gun, not with booty cheeks. <laughs> right. He said whatever or whenever that's going to happen. Um, whatever he's uh, Yeah, he got shot. Yeah. Yeah, he got shot. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised that's going to happen because he's just acting invincible, defunding the police, not caring, just throwing $5 million at Tracy's um, rock group or whatever, which as you see how that was a lot harder. Than with, right. <laughs> and, and I knew, I'm glad they was real about that, you know, because I was just like, oh, that that's not as simple as they're making it seem or whatever. So I'm glad they was real with how, you know, people going to be fighting y'all and and punching y'all and you know y'all y'all are gonna have to have guns and and all that different stuff still defund the police but you know there's gotta be it has to be thought through mm-hmm. and planned out uh so anyway the thing that the mark dark guy said was that uh duda isn't realizing that anyone that gets close to tracy ends up getting killed and i was like damn i didn't even think about i mean the only real examples we have of that I believe are her son from the first and, mm-hmm. and, and her then, baby daddy. <laughs> yeah, the old guy that got well, killed. Technically, that's not was that her baby daddy? Yeah, that was her baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Who? The old guy was her baby daddy, right? No, he wasn't. He was her boyfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. Who just watched? Yeah, after she wasn't him. the um. Fa- he wasn't the father of the boy, but he for, he like Raised you him. know assumed that father figure role for the boy. Mm-hmm. Um. And she was kind of ruthless back then, but you know she was hurt, wild and hurt or whatever. Um, but yeah, she I saw some of that same shit in her when she said like when she, they both was like, damn. When Rose walked in talking about don't stop now, I like to watch or whatever. And they both was in shock. Duda seemed blown, and then she was like, nah. She took Duda's face and just started right. kissing him and opening up her legs on the couch. And I was like, yo, Tracy, you a wild bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You a wild chick. Like you, you really, you letting your pussy like decide your fate right now. Because if that was me, I would have said, you know what? I'm going to catch you on the flip side and I'm going to roll out because they just seem way too deep into some, I feel like she might, I feel like she kind of likes, yeah, she likes the thrill, but I think she likes the girl too. I think she likes um, Candy's character too. Just the vibe, like how they interact with each other. She tries to act smug or whatever, but I think she's low-key attracted to both of them. Mm. If they really want to take a different twist on it, 
it will be interesting if she's just using, you know, the mayor to get whatever she wants for whatever that program that she's doing. And she and it'll be interesting. the mayor. And then, you know, yeah, it like it could it, you know, because he's really in the way with everyone. So I think um and remember when they had that dinner? Remember when they when she first went and sat at the table and then Duda had to leave and then she stayed? Yep. yep. What if it was all a plot? It could because be. Rose was all of a sudden Rose is extra mean to her, but what if yeah. it's all a plot? Mm. I gotta tell Dennis that. That's a that's a good that's that's good. That's a good tea right there. <laughs> Let me get my little mug. <laughs> that's a good one. Let me slurp. I don't know. That is a good um that's a good foreshadowing or a good uh I can't prediction whatever. Yes, hot take. I think that's what that's called. A good hot take. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um all right, so only other tea I was going to talk about, you know, some of y'all may have watched the Mayweather thing, you know. So did they ever say who won? Because, like, I watched, like, maybe rounds five through eight. But um, who won? No one ever got knocked out. Yeah, it was, um, they said Mayweather won. They said he landed more punches. Okay. I figured they was. That's what they always say, but. <laughs> I thought the same thing, sis. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. And I thought I was like, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's what always happens. They always say he landed. Hey, um, but you know what? Off the strength, I'm sure you couldn't agree. Off the strength of the the racial ignorance of Logan Paul or whatever, which one it is, um, I'm glad Mayweather won this one for sure. So hey, um, I heard it's not going to be acknowledged by the boxing federation or whatever. It's just, it was just literally for the gram. This this whole shit, like yeah, it was um, just a But it was, it's not something like that. The sport will officially acknowledge as a win or something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and speaking of sports, uh, it looks like y'all can see my my Brooklyn Nets. Suddenly, I'm a basketball fan. I see. <laughs> In the running, so um, if y'all want to know who I'm rooting for in the playoffs, it's definitely the Nets. I got my Brooklyn Nets shorts back in January, and I think that was like foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) So top now, so I could be ready for the finals and maybe sit courtside or not courtside, but sit at some bars and and watch the game live. Outfit, but anyway, <laughs> uh, casual fan alert. Um, but uh, speaking of sports again, um, we didn't remember to mention um, Naomi Osaka taking a leap of of faith and and just you know one big step for herself and one I don't know how you say it <laughs> one step for herself one big step for. All women, yeah. mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, so she was getting into it with the fall, the French Open folks, uh, the press, um, saying that she was not feeling up for the uh, press conferences afterwards um, and speaking with them because they can be ruthless. They're like really bad, especially in other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story less would long. You even say, would you call them even like tabloidy? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's their tactics, the way that they like. Because they don't have, let me not say they don't have, because there's plenty of musicians and all that stuff in other countries. But, you know, like for them, they're true celebrities. Well, I can't speak for France, but the true celebrity like in, in London and stuff and um, Great Britain is, uh, you know, the the queen and the royal family. That's like the Beyonce and all that stuff. And then everybody else is trickled down underneath that. That's who the paps really like go hard at and make lies about and stuff like that. So they're really ruthless. It's It's been well known ever since the poor demise of um, Princess Diana. They are ruthless. Um, but, you know, so the sports people, they don't go untarnished by that either. So it looks like she decided to take the fees that they were threatening her with um, if she didn't talk to the press after her games. And then she said, well, you know what? Actually, I'm not going to fucking do that. I'm just going to peace out. And, you know, y'all can catch me on the flip side and you won't have me playing the game. And so then um, I believe that's pretty much it with that portion. She decided to bow out from the French Open um, a lot of people had a lot to say. A lot of people felt like she was being, a lot of people of other races, I would say. And I guess apparently from what Kel's going to talk about in a few minutes, some people from our race too, but uh, had Ooh. feelings that she was um, a little too thin skinned and that she can't just keep doing that. Can't just leave the sport. Like I even heard, um, what's that guy named that does, brilliant idiots with oh the white boy Charlemagne yeah Andrew Um, yeah Andrew Schultz initially was joking like you play um you play you hit a ball with a racket 12 days a year like how how are you um how are you you know burnt out or whatever already and I was like you know see that's the ignorance because Obviously, she's playing with a racket and a ball year round, year round. Like you don't think these people, all the Olympics, all those people, they train year round so that when they go and they execute on their gameplay, it's like air to them. It's right. like reflex to them. They're not just going in there like, oh, let me hit this racquetball. Like they got this superpower strength. They've been working all year round, and then some people they have mental issues or, or, or anxiety and stuff like that. And that's what she was saying. And it's okay. It's okay. I, I, I am applauding her for doing this because I feel like it needs to be okay for more people to do this because as soon as they don't say I need help or I need a break, I'm not a machine. That's when they lose it. They have a breakdown. I think about, this is slightly unrelated, but I think about like all those old videos of Brandy, the singer, Mm -hmm. and how she was doing Moesha and she was doing, like she had all her different music, her personal music, Never Say Never and all that stuff. And she was doing the movie Cinderella. Mm -hmm. And just the, the scheduling, like we barely, we be stressed out just doing CCC. Right. In regular life. And imagine doing all that and you're in the public eye. And if you don't quit, I mean, if you do quit, like, oh, she's falling off. Oh, this. Oh, that. Everybody has their opinions constantly spewing at you. Hmm? I said everybody has their opinions constantly spewing at you. Yeah. On top of all that. 
on top of all that, you also got like we had the luxury of being nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> I say that jokingly, but like we had the luxury of not being in the public eye. So we don't have people like talking about what we doing or wearing every fucking day. But they do <laughs> on top of having a crazy work schedule and work ethic. So there was, of course, more people or a lot of people that really was in, coming out in support, speaking out in, in support of Naomi Osaka. Um, even some organizations were backing her up like um, or this app, the Calm app, which I do want to get into that. And this might be the per- perfect opportunity to get into the Calm app um, because they are donating proceeds to help her pay um, for some of her fees, um, which I thought was really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, currently the Wimbledon, which is um, in Berlin, is up in the air for her. She's not sure if she's going to do it. Um, But Kel, we were talking before the show about the Williams sisters' comments. So first you had said you saw um, Serena Williams talking about it. And what she was saying again? Okay, so um, Serena was in her press conference and they asked her, you know, what her thoughts was on everything that was going on with, and say her last name again, Naomi. Osaka. Osaka. Yeah. Um, was everything that's going on with Naomi Osaka and asked her like, you know, how she felt about everything. And, you know, she was basically trying to say that, you know, everyone is different and she did use those words that everybody was different. And then she tried to like continue that conversation with like, making an analogy like, you know, like I'm a thick girl and she's a thin girl, but I don't think she meant it. But that's Serena you talking about. What? Yeah, you asked me about Serena first, right? Or you said Oh, Venus. no, Venus, my bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Serena. Okay. Well, so. go ahead with, with Serena first since you're still talking about that. Okay. So, um, yes. So with Serena or whatever, so she made the analogy of like comparing herself between saying that, you know, basically she's saying that she was a thick girl mm-hmm. And that um, Serene, that uh, Naomi was um, a thin girl. And I don't think she meant it that way. I think she was trying to say, like, basically, like, we're two different people. We do things differently. You know, she needs to have thicker skin. But it was totally misinterpreted. But if you look over, like, the past of the trends of how they interacted with each other, she's always came from her from, like, a big sister place of love. Like, she's always had, whenever she had a moment to stand up and, like, don't, like, when people were booing her that time when she beat her, when Naomi beat her, and she had, like, you know, took over the mic or whatever and was like, hey, y'all, stop booing her. Like, you know, she deserved this one. You know, so she, I don't think it was, like, malicious at all when it came to Serena. So Venus, when Venus was asked about it, (laughs) Venus got a little spicy so, um, and it's funny because Venus is usually the chill sister. Like, she don't really say too much. She'd be, like, keeping a low-key profile. But when Venus was asked about it, she was like, you know, well, everybody handles things differently. Me, personally, I take pride in knowing that you guys can never do what I do, how I do it. I'm the best at, at what I do, and I know that I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm doing the best that I can. So, <laughs> like, it was just like, fuck you. What are you going to say? you're not me. I'm the goat. I'm, that's why I'm here. And you're interviewing me <laughs> because right. I'm here. So right. like it, both ladies said what they had to say. And I think they both meant well to like, kind of be like, y'all wrong. The press is wrong. And then she's a little, she's not a little girl. She's 23, but this is like 
at 23, you don't, you know, you just now coming into your adulthood and your adult self. So I think they should, you know, lend this girl a little bit more graciousness. Like she's still finding herself and she has to do it, find herself amongst all of these people. It's a lot. And I think it's more welcome nowadays to talk about mental health than it was maybe in Serena and Venus's days when they were 23 or mm-hmm. 25 and just making it onto the scene. I, I think they've definitely developed a tougher skin over the years. Um, and I think I, I, I kind of didn't bang with what they said only because I felt like I guess they spoke their truth of how they handled it. Mm-hmm. They would have, they would handle, or how they do handle um, the press. But it almost seemed like, to me, saying, you know, I'm thick, she's thin. It's kind of like, and I know what you meant by like them misconstruing it. No, they're not saying that she's that Serena's a thick girl and Naomi is a thin girl. No, they're talking about skin wise <laughs> and. But with that said, like, I don't really personally, I don't know if it was me and I heard someone say that I would be like, okay, like, why did you have to say it like that? I'm thick. She's thin. You know, why couldn't that have been like, you know, I think we should like the way that you said it, Kel, just now. Mm -hmm. I think we should give her more grace, you know, every, and I understand that everyone handles things their own way comments. But the I, I, you know, she's thick, I'm thin or whatever. Like, it's almost like saying, you know, I can handle this. And, you know, maybe she's just a little sensitive. I don't fuck with that personally. Um, but at the same time, I agree. I think Serena's definitely been more of like a big sister um, kind of figure, at least in the public eye from what we've seen. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm sure there's no love lost. Um, and you know, of course, Naomi, excuse me, well, Naomi is well on her way too, obviously, but Serena and, um, Venus, uh, will forever be the goats, um, of their time. And who knows, this could possibly be, this is part, not even this is possibly, this is part of what will make Naomi a goat of her time Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Because we're going to look back and we're going to look at the time that she flipped the middle finger proverbially and said, fuck y'all. And that's going to set a precedence for other people to be more respected in um, their sports. You know, you got Kyrie Irving. They they talking crazy to him. You know, it's just like and he because he wanted to take time to, you know, let these people have their time. It's 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 time for us to stop being machines. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to stop being machines. So. Yeah, choose yourself. I'm glad that they're choosing themselves and their mental health because it's so much, so important. Yes, important. Yeah, so y'all, um, I don't know if there's anything else uh, really important. I know y'all love talking about NBA who boy and all that baby mamas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, who was in Miami with their ass cheeks out. I, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I really do not care uh, this week, um, but, you know, we wishing everybody the best uh, <laughs> out there in Hollyweird. Uh, but yeah, yeah let's get into this friendship conversation then. 
So this week we are talking about um, best friends. And uh, we came up with this topic, as Kel mentioned earlier, because uh, we did miss National Best Friend Day. (laughs) And we just kind of wanted to touch on how, like, actually what inspired me to even talk about this on this episode is our same friend that I mentioned earlier, Janae, her collage of all of us, all of the best friends in her life. I think a lot of people, um, you know, especially when you were younger, it was like, who's your best friend? Um, And I think as we got older, we have accepted that we have multiple best friends. And that stretches even across or even past like your friend group of, you know, your homies that you hang out with all the time or that you share you know, time with and space with. It also is the people that you may have known for a long time or your lovers. Um, So I wanted to talk about that. So you not only have your best friends that are the traditional sense of friends, but you also have like Janae had her mom. That was her first best friend that she listed. I can attest to that. Um, My mom being my best friend as well, too. Um, you know, some people could see like their sibling as their best friend or their father as their best friend um, as well, um, and, or their child. Sometimes like you, you give birth and it's like, this is my best friend, whatever. Um, then you also have the best friend in your loved one, um, the person that you spend all your time with. That is like, you know, your best friend. I definitely see Dennis as one of my best friends because we share everything together, not just uh, loins, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, like, you know, when you want to spend your life with someone, hopefully that is somebody that you could consider a best friend because after a while, when the sex goes away or, you know, y'all get old, like, you know, and you fight and stuff like that, it's like, you got to be able to kind of recover and I'm not saying recovering right away from things that, you know, y'all go through, but like you got to be able to recover and support each other together. And there has to be some sort of friendship that's created in that um, because there's more to it than just hugging and sucking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Kel, would you agree with? I definitely uh, would agree. I think that everyone should become, especially when in a lover sense, I think you definitely should become best friends before you even become lovers. I think you need to establish that type of connection. And there are so many um, variants of what your best friends can come in um, into. Like you said, like they can come in the shapes of your family. It comes in the shapes of, you know, just like friends that you meet through school, friends that you, you know, that you work with, or just like, anything so yes there's so many different ones and then with best friends I feel like you know a lot of people they'd be like oh best friends is like limited you can't have like but some it's like a cap that they this invisible cap that everybody puts and I don't even know what that number would be but for what you can have for a best friend and I think the title of best friend is just someone that you just have like a really strong bond or connection with that goes a little bit deeper than what you like you would do more for that person that than you would for the typical just oh this is just a 
a, a, yeah, a good way to support them and show up for yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about it from that perspective, you can have more than one best friend. It's just whatever type of connection that you have with that particular person. Yes, Kel is the queen of that. <laughs> <laughs> and we all fall in line. <laughs> shout out to Brittany. Shout out to Vivian. Yes. You know, we, we all fall in line, don't we, girls? <laughs> We all play our, our 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 part. We play our role in Raquel's life. And it's so funny though, but like, because like I'll be the first one to be jealous when they have other friends. Oh yes, God. yes. I I think I did the best with you though. Out of all of them, out of all of my other friends, I feel like I did the best when like when you would bring new people up. Is like, all right, well, let me just let me fill them out first, and then I think I got to a point where it was like, nah, fuck that. But I'll be cordial. <laughs> I'm so territorial with my friends. I think your radar is, yes, you are very territorial. (laughs) (laughs) But I think your radar is is somewhat accurate as we've had conversations. Right. Um, uh, But, uh, you know, actually we can kind of dig into like what I was thinking about. What happens when the best friendship, like sometimes you can have a best friend for a season, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and then time goes on and you're like, I think we've outgrown each other a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, you know, and sometimes one friend can be like, I think there are t- even seasons within that best friendship where someone might be, you know, putting out more effort than the other sometimes. And, um, you know, that sometimes is what keeps the friendship afloat when, you know, that other friend is really trying their best. Because if y'all both stop trying, then yeah, like y'all had y'all time. And now it's like, I see you when I see you. Yeah, you appreciate the memories and you keep it, keep it pushing. And mm-hmm. sometimes those, those very like seasonal friends will come back around again. Like their seasons can reappear again. Yes. So, so yeah. yes, I've had some friends that I consider um, best friends, you know, just a couple, I would say, just literally a couple that, um, you know, we had a, a season of of a drought of not really, you know, just interacting as much or, or putting in the effort right. to keep the friendship, you know, fresh or whatever. And, you know, I think if it's real, y'all can bounce back. I always said that just being a military brat, mm-hmm. I've always said that. You know, if y'all can, if you can spark up a conversation after not talking for like six months, you know, or more, it's real. Like mm-hmm. without any shade or without, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, if you have issues to sort through, so be it. But like, um, that's really important because as you grow older in your best friendships or whatever, you also realize you don't have to talk to the person every day. Yeah, because I mean, life. <laughs> yeah. You may miss a day. Like me and my mom even talked about that um, because she was talking to my cousin's mom and um, my cousin and her mom are similarly very close. And she just moved out to live with her boyfriend and just like the dynamic because my mom, sometimes she (laughs) full disclosure holds it against me that I don't come to see her enough. And she lives like 40, 50 minutes away (laughs) from me. 
And so, um, you know, sometimes I don't feel like driving all the way down there, but like, I do try to talk to her. I feel like we used to talk on the phone every day. And now largely because she's a little busier, um, with her career, which I'm happy for her for, um, because she she put that a lot of that on hold just to be our parents, um, me and my brother's mom, and take care of us. So sometimes I may feel neglected, but I'm like, yo, when I think about it, my mom was there for me growing up. Mm-hmm. And now she's not able to talk to me on the phone after a doctor's appointment or something. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Because she put a lot of effort into raising us as a homemaker and stuff and then getting her degree and then blah, 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 blah. So, um, but yeah, we talked about how with her, with my aunt, how sometimes we don't talk every day, but um, we try to like catch each other at least every other day or every two days and talk on the phone or whatever. And, you know, our relationship has definitely, uh, what's the word? Um, changed for a lack of better words, it's evolved. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. It's evolved. Um, there's still some dynamics that are the same, but I'm a I'm a grown woman now, so I speak my mind a lot more. <laughs> and sometimes she doesn't like that, but you know, at the end of the day, that's still my mom. That's still my homie for life. Mm-hmm. I love her dearly. She's my confidant as well. And so, um, where was I going with this? <laughs> I guess you know. You uh, just made, you made you exact. You talked about exactly what we were talking about, like when the lines started to blur between family and friends, and you know, like the dynamic of that too, like and how even though that they're your best friend, they have other titles as well. Hmm. And it was a good point that you brought up with bringing the, up the family thing, even you know earlier too, because. I would consider some of my cousins my best friends because, you know, I grew up in a family where, like my mom, her best friends were her cousins, but she lived around all of them. Mm -hmm. And so that was a normal thing. Um, Whereas for me, I was a military brat, so I made friends out of people I didn't know or that weren't my family. Um, And now a few, like a couple of my cousins, I would consider them my best friends too. Um, because I talk to them like damn near every day mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're really close and we share everything and stuff like that. And we try to support each other and show up for each other. So yeah, like that is where the the lines can be blurred sometimes. Cause it's like, yeah, you know what y'all, you know, you could be my family, but that doesn't mean I have to be your friend. Right. So the fact that we have this kind of relationship, y'all are my friend too. Y'all not just my family, y'all my friend. And, um, you know, I feel like you possibly have a relationship like that with one of your cousins. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's dope. It's dope when you can have your different pockets of friendships, um, best friendships as well. And everybody has their, their space in right. your life and you can manage it. You can balance it very well you don't have to be like I only had one best friend and (laughs) (laughs) yes I love it so this is just like our little ode to friendships you know you gotta appreciate them love them nurture them 
important to them. Water them. I I try to water my friendships as much as I can possibly. Sometimes I don't feel like showing up, but like sometimes I push myself Mm -hmm. to show up because, you know, I think for me, what's important, you know, everybody got their love languages, but for me, um, a love language of mine is, I think, presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's not an official love language. Oh, quality time. Yes, it is. <laughs> I like to give that to people because when I see people show up for me, like people that I be thinking like don't necessarily even care. But I remember so many people that came to our little barbecue for Fourth of July, and that honestly like blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, wow, like some of the like newer friends that I had, and so that like, honestly that influenced me getting closer to some of those people too. Cause I was just like, wow, they came all the way. You know, everybody think Waldorf, uh, you need Far. a <laughs> But for those people to go and, and stay and like be comfortable sitting on the couch and chatting and stuff, it was just like, wow, these people really F with me. Like some of the people that showed up for my birthday parties and mm-hmm. stuff, like when it was snowing outside, you know, all them things, like it means a lot to me. To, for people to show up more than gift giving. Right. So um, show up for your homies and try to support them in, in their endeavors. Um, definitely like even supporting online. I noticed that with some people too. Now, Kel, would you say that your best friends are supposed to support? Because that's a topic real quick too, that maybe we could touch on another time as well, a little deeper, but do you think your best friends or your close friends are supposed to support your um, your uh, dreams, goals, and endeavors? Yes, yeah. I do. I do. I feel like if they believe in you and this is something that you are using as a form of growing, then yes, they should support that. They should it's be a, the, it's a quick and support. Like. Yeah, support. It's a quick like, a quick share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buying, telling another person, even if it's not your cup of tea. To like to never, you know, to want to invest in. If you can even bring other people into it, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> and I know that sounds a little shady, but like I be watching that too. Mm-hmm. And some and people surprise me because again, some of the people that I be thinking like may not f with. Like like oh, this person, you know, I be having little thoughts or whatever about what our relationship was like, but then those person will sh- they'll share or participate with us, mm-hmm. or, you know, and I'd be like, damn, but this other person that be saying I'm their ride or die, you know, since college. Anyway, so we gonna move <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the podcast anyway. So- yeah. <laughs> yeah, we gonna go on to this philanthropy highlight. <laughs> But yes, before we go to the philanthropy highlight, happy um, belated National Best Friends Day. Um, It's okay to, you know, to sew it all up. It's okay to phase out of a relationship. If if it's real, let it go and they'll come back to you. And, um, you know, you know, every relationship, every best friendship has its role. So keep that in mind to manage your expectations and to figure out if, that really is a best friend or not. And like Kel said in the beginning, um, relationships with family members and lovers can be blurred into best friendship. And that some of them should be. 
especially with uh, lovers. You definitely should have that foundation with your lover. Absolutely. All right, so let's get into this philanthropy highlight. Get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Cause you and I got to do for you and I. All right, y'all. So this philanthropy highlight is going to be for Bliss. In 2020, makeup and skincare brand Bliss began a partnership with the Trevor Project, which is the world's largest LGBTQ IA plus um, um, suicide prevention and crisis mm-hmm. intervention organization for at-risk youth. In addition to pledging $150,000, the brand is donating 100% of net proceeds up to $40,000 from the limited edition Pride Makeup Melt Wipes as well as the classic version in support of the Trevor's project work. So shout out to Bliss, which you can shop at your yeah. local Ulta and um, definitely, yeah, buy their brands. I think they're um, vegan and animal cruelty free. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so check that out. Yes. Yes. I think, let me, t- let me type in Bliss um, real quick. Mm-hmm. I think Bliss used to be at. Um, it's at Walgreens too. Yes, Bliss skincare. I think Bliss body products and stuff be up in like the W Hotel. That's what I, yes, it's the little light blue one with the yellow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they had like a lemon, lemon something um, flavored like soap, body wash and stuff. I, I remember that. And I, I believe they have like spas and stuff like that. So um, I will definitely look into that at Ulta and help to support that cause for sure all right well yes let's end off the episode right with our last call of the night i'd like to propose a toast i said toast motherfucker this week's last call we're gonna just you know kind of touch back on the friendship conversation again and it is show me your friends and i'll show you your future we always hear the proverbs or the old folk talk and say things like that or birds of a feather flock together. But be mindful of the company you keep um, and ask yourself, are they helping you level up and working through your goals or are they drawing you for just your energy? And that's kind of what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. Where I was saying, you know, the support, is is it reciprocating? And I hate to sound like a fraction, (laughs) but like, and then I did have a friend once that was very much heavy on the, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. And I don't, and that's not what I'm getting at. I don't think everything has to be transactional. That's not a real relationship or friendship, in my opinion, either. But something's got to give. And if you're not really seeing, if you're seeing it's very heavily weighed on one side, then yes, that's a problem, just like it would be in any romantic relationship. So we are just challenging you guys to choose the friends who are where you aspire to be. And also I'll add to it that are also um, giving you energy and not just taking it away from you. Exactly. As always, make sure you guys follow us on our social medias at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter at CCC Vibes. And Anna, you want to give them the website? Yes. Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations.com. 
make sure you type the word A-N-D. Right, <laughs> right. N. Yeah, and, and you can always find all of these links on our social media. So if you follow us on social media, you'll see the full link there. So you can just click, click. And, and make sure y'all get about the uh, the secret code. Yes. I told them the secret code. No, I said make sure you guys DM us about the secret code. Yes, yes, on Facebook or Instagram. And um, we will have the information also in the bio of this, or not bio, <laughs> the description of this episode. Um, make sure that you also rate us on whatever app that or whatever streaming service that you use. Um, and tell us what you think about our episodes. Um, yeah. And with that said, I believe that's the end of the show. Indeed. We out. Peace. It's a vibe.